0: everyone, and welcome back to a extra spooky and extra special, I think, episode of the Lunatics Radio Hour. I'm Abby Branker. Over there is Alan Kudan. Hello. Since we are officially in October, we are officially in Monster Month on Lunatics. And so we are going to have some really special monster-themed content in addition to this two-part series that we are going to explain in a minute. We have some deep dives later this month into Universal horror monsters, some of the most famous ones. And so we're super excited about that. Also, our magazine this month is, um, we have a lunatics magazine full of amazing art from amazing contributors, uh, which is extra scary and also all monster focused. So, Alan, this episode and the next episode, part one and part two of the scary scuffle are going to be a wild ride.
1: I'm sure you're wondering what the scary scuffle is.
0: Please, please explain.
1: So this is kind of a fun game really that I've played with you know friends when you're all just kind of sitting around and just it's really just a way to debate things Mm -hmm. and this is for anyone that frequents the subreddit who would win it's just a series of competitions when you put two fictional people together and you just have a big old debate about who would win in a fight so what we've done is we put together a bracket of 40 competitors from 40 different horror movies.
0: It's like a round robin, like March Madness.
1: Exactly like March Madness. Single elimination, we have this big spinner wheel that we decide who fights who, and we've got this dice tower that we roll to find out where they're fighting, and it's it makes this really cool sound when we roll the dice. Should go I do it right now? Go ahead, go ahead. Wasn't that fun, everybody?
0: So if you hear that later, that's what, I'm I'm rolling for the arena.
1: That's what that is. So like, you know, we're going to be, we got 40 different villains here. You know, everyone from Freddy Krueger to Jason to Jaws to Jigsaw to Buffalo Bill. It's just like a whole bunch of different people. And
0: and some are equipped with um, props or weapons. that
1: That's true. Buffalo Bill uh, I, on the list. What do we have here? He's got his skin suit and poodle. Mm-hmm. And I feel like both of those are really going to come into play.
0: Yeah, they could. We don't know.
1: So we're about to be joined by two of our close friends, Dan Roberts and Avi Dobkin, mm-hmm. some house favorites here at Lunatics.
0: Oh, yeah. So Dan and Avi joined us in watching <laughs> over the past month all of these horror films. That, so
1: That's right. We had to watch all four of these right, movies. To
0: make sure that they were fresh in our minds.
1: Which was quite the endeavor. Yes. Um, and anyone, I, it's, I, it's it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, I saw a lot of movies. It that, was cool. Uh, one of the key things that we did from this was we use the original theatrical debut. Yep. So despite the fact that there's, you know, 10 different Hellraiser movies, we are only using Pinhead from the very first movie, mm-hmm. you know, just to keep things mildly simple. Yep. Oh, and we have actually a very rigid set of rules, uh, just so that, you know, everyone is on the same page. We, we've written out in full legalese about these rules, just so that there's no confusion. Has but it been
0: notarized?
1: I, I'm actually a, a licensed notary. Is that true? It is true. It is true.
0: Well, that's convenient for me.
1: It is. I'm going to paraphrase just so I don't throw the legalese. So here we go. First, the contestants are, it's a, it's a single elimination competition. Winning is described as either killing your opponent, incapacitating your opponent, battlefield removal, which means, you know, you remove your opponent from the play field, or by overtime and overtime is a whole special mechanic which we'll get into right now each match lasts for three hours if after three hours there's not a clear victor we go into overtime and overtime is kind of a fun mechanic so a fake house party is declared and the battlefield is flooded with a stream of teenagers coming up to our opponents asking like where the house party is and it's the first contestant to kill 20 of these teenagers
0: it's like a fun horror trope to play on
1: absolutely so like you know Say it's the Blair Witch versus Kayako from the Grudge. Mm -hmm. You know, those are two incorporeal beings. They're probably not going to be able to hurt each other, which if they end up fighting each other, it's going to go in overtime. You know, that's why the mechanic's there.
0: I think it's important, too, to call it the location mechanic because, like, for example, we have Jaws, Mm -hmm. right? And so if Jaws comes into play anywhere that's not in water, he immediately dies, right? So the location's are going to be like part of the debate and the conversation.
1: Absolutely. Also, all the contestants are as they're depicted in their original North American release. Yeah. So this is important because, you know, going back to Kayako and Samara, both are originally Japanese movies, but we're only counting their North American versions. Mm-hmm. Also, contestants begin 100 meters apart from each other and only begin with their listed equipment.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Lastly, contestants have seen their opponent's movie, but not their own. So this comes into play for some, you know, omnipotent beings, kind of like Leprechaun Mm -hmm. where they only are weak to a four leaf clover or Dracula who has the Achilles heel of garlic or the steak or something like that. You know, these are key details uh, that normally the opponent wouldn't be privy to, but in this case they are.
0: Mm hmm. Yep, and the the one other tiny little thing is that they start facing each other, which I think is important as well. So now, let us welcome our beloved guests to the show. Dan Roberts. Hi there. And Avi Dobkin. Hello. You should know them all from the excellent episodes that they've appeared in in the past, but this is sort of our monster villain all-star A-team, and we're going to, I think we're all very prepared to, be unprepared for this and not really sure how long this is going to be. It feels kind of like a wild, wild ride ahead of us, but we're excited. And uh, we've all been watching 40 horror movies for the past few weeks, uh, past month, maybe to prepare for this.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is season one of The Scariest Mm-hmm. Episode one. Epis- season, season one of episode one. Uh-huh. The, the, the very beginning. Yes. Um, and this is, we got 40 people, a big old spinner wheel, We're just doing a whole bunch of random matches for the first bracket. And then, if you know, anyone that's seen some kind of single elimination competition knows how it goes. If if you win your match, you move on. If you're out, you're out. So it just, you automatically get placed with your next opponent. Okay, our very first contestant 11.
2: That's the creature from the Black Lagoon.
0: Oh, my favorite.
1: Okay, a house favorite. Oh, quick side note. Mm -hmm. I would like everyone to secretly pick who they think is going to win. Sure. And just write it down so there's no cheating. Abby. Okay. 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 Second contestant. thirty five
2: black philip
1: black philip oh no
0: okay and then i'll roll the d10 for the environment
2: two uh in catacombs
0: okay so we have the creature from the black lagoon versus black philip from the witch in catacombs
1: so yeah we've got a fish monster versus a black goat
0: mm-hmm
2: I don't see how Black Phillip could possibly There's no one else around to be suspicious of the creature from the black lagoon.
1: Well, Black Phillip did gore a man with okay. his horns. Do I,
2: you I mean uh, uh, creature from
3: the black lagoon, he took several bullets. Yeah. And seemingly, <laughs> as long as he at some point gets back to a swamp, will be at a, it'll be fine.
1: I'm going to I'll be honest, I was really rooting for Black Phillip. I thought he was going to do fairly okay against a whole bunch of normal people on this.
0: No. But, I vote for a creature from the Black Lagoon.
1: I think it's got to be creature.
0: Okay. That's
2: yeah, an just, easy like, one. like, if it was in the suburban neighborhood, then maybe. Maybe. Yeah. But right. not in not the not catacombs, catacomb. yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plus the creature's from the caves. He knows how to see. Yeah. All right. We've made our decision.
1: Okay. Is it unanimous?
3: It, it is unanimous, but just as a point of conjecture for the rules, like... If Black Philip or if the creature from the Black Lagoon had seen Black, had seen Vich and and Black Philip had seen the creature from the Black Lagoon, I feel like the creature from the Black Lagoon would still win in a suburb. Not that that's the match. We already decided the match. Just saying. Right.
1: I I don't see any way that a goat, despite the size of his horns, could take out the creature. Okay. Okay. First up is seventeen.
2: Frankenstein's monster.
1: Oh, okay. A household favorite. And his competitor is 29. Carrie. Carrie.
0: Oh, this is hard. I mean, I would say Carrie would beat the shit out of Frankenstein's monster, though it makes me sad.
3: It depends on the environment. We don't know what environment. Oh, true,
0: true.
2: Oh, my gosh.
0: (laughs) Hang on.
3: Seven.
2: In an isolated farmhouse.
1: Not a lot of weaponry for Carrie to use.
0: But she could lock the doors, and she could set it on fire, which is what she does in the movie. Which, which is is also how Frankenstein dies.
2: dies in the movie. <laughs> he is weak to fire. Carrie was only on the list. Carrie was given a bucket of blood and no implements for fire starting.
1: Oh goodness, I'm sorry, I forgot to list the. We should be yeah mentioning the equipment
3: as we go. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the creature from the black lagoon still won. Doesn't yes, matter.
1: yes, and they were yes. Both the creature and Black Phillip were listed with natural weapons. Of claws and horns. Uh, Frankenstein has also natural weapons, I believe. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, Carrie has bucket of blood.
0: Which isn't really a weapon at all.
1: No, but it enrages her.
3: Okay. Mm -hmm. Here's my thought. Here's my thinking. Yes, Dan. Carrie, fresh from social humiliation, Mm -hmm. thinks the Frankenstein monster just wants to dance. It's got to be their private little dance. Instead, he rips her arms off. Dead Carrie.
1: I don't I she's very suspicious of people asking her to dance because she's got, you know, ugly duckling syndrome because of her terrible upbringing. I I feel like she'd be very malicious towards him.
3: I I almost think that they would inherently because of his you know, they they both face the mob, right? Mhm. And so they would feel a kindred spirit and Frankenstein monster being incapable of love would when he reached out to i da- um, doing this visually but (laughs) reaches out to hold Carrie she'll she'll feel this pang of of empathy and warmth and then he'll just destroy her
1: I guess the main question is will Carrie let Frankenstein get close
2: enough that well that's the question is sort of where are they starting I think is determines the victor in this case like Frankenstein's monster has quite a large pain threshold Mm mm-hmm Carrie has more flexible limbs. Yeah, it's like if they start quite far apart. I think Carrie's superior dexterity.
0: Right, and they do. They it's like a hundred meters apart.
1: Exactly one hundred meters.
2: Is it an, a farmhouse isolated in a field, and they are on either side of the farmhouse?
1: I I yeah, I'd say they'd start. They'd start both outside the farmhouse with the farmhouse in between them.
2: They've both watched each other's films. They they did. Follow up question. Yes. Is Frankenstein's monster capable of understanding that what he was watching?
0: Not according to the movie, no.
2: So then I think C- Carrie would probably yes. win. Could she do it in three hours?
0: I
1: think that she could lure Frankenstein inside. Excuse me. Frankenstein's monster inside using whatever's available in a farmhouse. Set it on fire.
0: Absolutely. Because
1: she's shown fire-starting feats in her movie.
0: Yeah. I 100% think it would be Carrie. I don't think it's a debate. Okay.
1: Oh, <laughs> Sorry. You, you heard you heard it there, folks.
2: I, I think eventually Carrie would... I mean, she's capable of thought, mm-hmm. which helps.
3: Yeah, totally. I'm 100% on Frankenstein's monster. I understand why, but I'm I defer to the democratic process
0: well avi are you voting for carrie
2: i'm voting for carrie
0: alan who are you voting for i'll vote for
1: carrie but it's it's pain dan you made a very strong argument where he would lure her into dance because she just wants to be loved but he and he wants to be loved
0: but i don't know if he's smart enough to to you know what i mean to know strategically that that's the move
2: so like i think that if he saw her film then Mm -hmm. if he saw carrie then he might think as much as he is capable of thought that he knows her.
3: Mm. Yeah, and he wouldn't want to hurt her. But they both want to kill each other. They know their objective,
2: right? Yes. Inherently. Yeah. Yeah, they do know that. I thought Maybe about Maybe he thought that he already killed her.
3: Lay- layers on layers. <laughs> Seriously.
2: Yeah. Okay, let's just give it to Carrie.
3: I think Carrie's Carrie. Okay, okay. okay. I'll, I'll even give it to Carrie after thinking about the inherent need to kill each other.
0: Next for matchup number three.
1: Matchup number three. Our first competitor is 33. Pinhead. Pinhead, okay. And Pinhead will be fighting number nine.
2: The Wolfman. The Wolfman.
0: Okay, and I'm rolling for the environment. And it is number four.
2: In New York City.
0: So Pinhead from Hellraiser mm-hmm. versus the Wolfman in mm. New York City.
2: Okay, Uh. so just so that we have no more sort of questions about it the wolfman is mm-hmm. listed as having only his natural weapons while pinhead is listed as having chains with hooks uh yes is is his puzzle box present
1: yes yes it is i feel like that would be fair
2: okay right because that sort of really changes he can't the, yeah he the...
1: can't be there without his puzzle box right so yes the puzzle box would be present
2: okay um and they're starting 100 meters apart
1: they are in new york city
2: so like park avenue yeah, yeah. So
3: I have I have a thought here. Yes, okay. Dad. If the Wolfman, he's changed into the Wolfman?
1: Yes. Presumably.
3: Okay, then it's got to be Pinhead. Because if he wasn't, mm-hmm. if he was just Lon Chaney, mm-hmm. Lon Chaney demonstrates that he's incredibly good with figuring things out. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it's the Wolfman, I don't think there's a shot.
1: Yeah, he would have to trick Pinhead into not attacking him long enough to solve the puzzle box. Yeah. And also lift it off his person.
0: Yeah. I think it's got to be Pinhead. Well, yeah, though I, mean, I really don't like Pinhead.
1: He's great. I,
3: I knew Abby would have some feelings about Pinhead because we <laughs> kind of got into it <laughs> prior to this. <laughs>
2: but I think it's got to be Pinhead. Yeah. I, th- okay. I think, unfortunately, the luck of the draw also was on Pinhead's side. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Which is a
1: shame because the Wolfman is a strong contender.
0: Yes. Not he anymore. Is. Two well, universal monsters in a row that we've eliminated.
1: Well, how, how do you, they take down the wolfman with silver, right? Mhm. Mhm. Can you take him down without silver?
0: I mean, isn't Pinhead's head full of silver?
1: Well, oh, it's just steel. It's, I'm assuming no. it's iron. It's, yeah, it's iron nails. Or steel. Mm, uh-uh. Yeah. Well, he might not die, but I'm pretty sure he could detain the wolfman by impaling him with lots of fish hooks and chains as demonstrated in his
3: film.
0: Yeah.
1: And holding him there for three hours.
3: And then go find some silver. Go,
1: go find some silver or just win by incapacitation.
3: Not that far from the jewelry district. So, Well,
2: here's the thing, right? <laughs> mm-hmm. I think that if once the wolfman is immobilized, mm-hmm. right, like you could just like de- decapitate it. Mm-hmm. Right? Like we understand, like he was defeated by silver, but like, I don't think that, I don't think he is, the Wolfman is also the Worm Man who can regenerate his own head. <laughs>
1: Fair point. Um, yeah, it's actually, it's unfortunate that it was the Wolfman because now I'm thinking about it, the, the, the Cenobites always go after people's souls. Yeah. And I think the Wolfman still has a soul. Mm-hmm. Had he been fighting mm-hmm. a different universal monster who wouldn't have a soul, there'd be a whole other discussion. Yeah, Frankenstein's the discussion. monster would be different, but unfortunately... Right. Yep. yep. Okay, so unanimous decision made. For- yes. Okay. Pinhead, pinhead wins. wins. Yep. Okay, next up, 36.
2: Pazuzu.
0: Pazuzu from The Exorcist.
2: 6. Chucky.
0: And Chucky from Child's Play. Okay, and let me roll for the environment. 7.
2: Uh, which is once again in the isolated farmhouse. I had some thoughts about Chucky. Okay. Let's hear. Which is that Chucky is a doll. He mm-hmm. is. Right. So That's as long canon. as you're willing to like run the risk of getting some lacerations to your arms, mm-hmm. like you understand you it's like what makes Chucky theoretically frightening is that you don't know where it is coming from. Yes. Chucky is a doll. Once you grab Chucky, you can rip its arms off. Pazuzu is a tiny girl. Yeah, that 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 is
1: the that there's the other kicker. So Pazuzu being the demon that inhabits Reagan in the film.
0: But is mm-hmm. it? Pazuzu in Reagan's body?
1: As per
0: the sheet. The sheet.
1: Yeah. Um, it is. He's inhabiting the young girl.
0: Okay. So the question but is. But I mean, they're... she does have strength. She
1: has yeah. demon strength. She doesn't have supernatural strength. She has. She can do stre-
2: weird things with her bones to avoid being cut. She, yeah.
1: she has what? Telekinesis, right? She can move things around.
0: She moves in like very bizarre ways. I mean, they she's tied down for a lot of the movies, so it's hard to tell like how strong she is, but I don't think she's weak.
2: I mean, you make a strong point with the telekinesis, which is that, like, Chucky's a doll. She could just hold it in the air.
3: Right. And then I think Brood, like, just
2: destroy the doll with, like, a crucifix or something.
0: Does she have a weapon?
1: No.
2: I think that we're ignoring the fact that Chucky, like, or I'm harping on the fact that this doll is, mm-hmm. like, not really capable of much.
3: That's a fair point, because I'm going to harp on a couple of these people. I didn't feel this way about Chucky, but I feel this way about a good number of some of these. No, I agree.
0: And if like, especially if they've seen each other's movies, like, you know, I think it's pretty easy to figure out what to do with Chucky if you have any kind of enhanced ability.
2: Yeah. Or just like regular, normal human strength and the knowledge of where the doll is.
1: Right. Well, how does Reagan kill people in The Exorcist? There's the pu- there's a push out a window. Is there anything else? I mean, no, Pazuzu she doesn't like push him. doesn't kill a lot of people. No, she like sort of inhabits him and drives him crazy. Yeah. yeah. So that wouldn't work because Jucky's already inhabited. Or would it? Would it just be Tim?
0: I mean, again, as long as she has telekinesis, I think she could act outside of the movie.
3: But Pazuzu in The Exorcist isn't trying to kill people. He's just trying to corrupt mm-hmm. this tiny child's
2: right body. but the the overriding motivation as exactly. described is yeah. the desire to like kill Win. your opponent
3: and so i think pazuzu on that takes the cake okay sold I agree.
0: all right
1: unanimous yes pazuzu okay did not expect pazuzu to do well at all but that's what <laughs> happens when a young girl fights a little
2: doll. i did not expect chucky to make it past the first round because basically no matter what i was like absolutely not <laughs>
1: Next up is number 10.
2: Candyman. 19. The Mummy. The Mummy.
0: So the Mummy versus the Candyman in number four.
2: New York City.
0: The Mummy versus the Candyman in New York City.
1: This is actually a pretty interesting matchup because you have two undead beings. Mm-hmm. Candyman being a ghost of sorts. I guess the Mummy yeah, and the Mummy being more of a
2: zombie.
0: Reanimated. I mean the mummy, we've talked about this. The mummy like doesn't in the ori- and then we're talking about the original mm-hmm. the mummy.
2: Yeah, we're not talking about the scorpion king. Yeah,
0: yeah, we're not talking about Brendan Fraser. Yeah. He doesn't like he, he's kind of boring. He doesn't do like a whole lot of he like to your point, he kind of like manipulates other people to do things.
1: If the mummy can get away from his opponent long enough, he can cause he can cast a spell that causes a heart attack in his victim. Right. That's a candyman
2: dead and he You're has pro- a hook oh, i have a question mm-hmm. has the candy man's name been said three times
0: yes
1: i'd assume okay. so because he's he's
2: there
0: i mean also okay. whatever incantation has to be said to wake up the mummy has been sure said.
2: okay yeah just like just so that we understand like how yep, they've yep. manifested i just
3: want to throw this out there yes dan the candy man doesn't have a heart to explode inside of his chest he's got a bunch of bees Oh, yeah. that's true.
0: Yeah. Okay, so... I think the Candyman, one he also has a weapon on his hand.
1: And the mummy's ace up his sleeve of heart attack yeah, will not work against a man with no heart. Yeah.
2: Because the mummy's not particularly mobile.
1: Well, he... W- w- actually, after he reads the scroll or something, mm-hmm. he, he's like a perfectly normal-looking guy. Right. And he just walks around being
2: nefarious. But that's still not particularly... Like,
1: It was just for the point of his mobility. But no. But he's
0: not like fighting people.
1: No, he has the mobility of a spry old man. Right. And
0: the candyman is like a slasher, you know? Like I think he would have the upper hand. And he knows what he's doing. This
1: is in New York, which is his home turf. Mm. Well, actually, no, what movie did Candyman take? What what city did Candyman take
3: place in? Detroit or Chicago, Chicago.
1: Chicago. Okay. He still has the urban advantage. Would the mummy even understand
0: where it was? probably not no
1: well he would have had at least uh an hour and a half of urban culture after seeing the candy man film
2: mm-hmm.
0: i mean i think we all agree that it's Candyman. <laughs> so i don't genuine. know why we're still debating <laughs> okay
1: candy man wins
2: i think we were trying to talk ourselves into the mummy
0: <laughs> it was never gonna happen I we just gotta make
1: a, some universal villain
2: has to oh creature get th- it yeah I think we're there's like a also an issue of like the technology of filmmaking.
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah. Sort of
2: benefiting movie monsters that were created later.
0: Totally. Yeah.
1: Okay, next up we have 32.
2: Annabelle. Okay, Annabelle. I think we all know how I feel about Annabelle already. I feel the
0: same way. I didn't think she qualified to be in this. Yeah, but Annabelle from The Conjuring.
1: And 26 kayako
0: and kayako from the grudge and they are fighting number five
2: generic suburban neighborhood okay Okay. Hmm.
0: so we have annabelle from the conjuring kayako from the grudge fighting in suburbia i would say annabelle loses immediately
2: yeah once again annabelle is a creepy doll
0: and in the Conjuring Annabelle doesn't really do much.
2: Annabelle doesn't get really really weird until like later more nonsensical Conjuring movies as I understand it. Correct, that's correct.
1: Yeah, she doesn't do a whole lot. Annabelle's she, a creepy doll. <laughs> she's a conduit for other uh, other spirits.
3: Well, that's my that's where, where I was one. that's where my mind went was would Kayaku Kayaku's spirit be attracted to the idea of inhabiting Annabelle. Oh, that's but interesting. But Annabelle's point. already inhabited. But maybe Annabelle, being a conduit, senses the she strength will... of Kayaku's yeah. grudge.
1: She's <sighs> a magnet for bringing other spirits, which is how it happens to, well, the, the people in the film. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is why she's depicted in the beginning and at the end. And then is like nothing to do with it in the middle.
2: So, but then who wins? Well,
3: bill pullman i I think
1: it would still have to be kayaku simply because annabelle has a physical presence and the girl from the grudge does not you have just have to destroy the, the doll
2: could we assume that kayaku could then like inhabit the doll and then jump into a fire yeah right the sort of like committing doll suicide but like the spirit itself could then just leave the doll I think so. I don't think
1: you'd have to. I think she can just like move things around. I think she can just throw the doll into a fire because she 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 hurts people. Mm, Yeah, and so yeah, even if the doll is all full up on demons, all by being a conduit, she's just going to attract attention from her opponent. I don't think it's going to benefit her at all. So it's Kayako. Yeah, I think so. Yeah,
3: okay.
0: Next.
1: Next is number eight, Dracula.
0: Dracula, very exciting. A heavy hitter,
1: twenty-seven.
2: Buffalo Bill. Oh no.
0: Uh, so it is Dracula versus Buffalo Bill again in New York City.
1: Very popular. Um, I feel like we have to list everyone's natural the, the 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 weapons that they're bringing to the table. Go for okay. it. So Dracula is bringing his natural weapons, mm-hmm. and Buffalo Bill is bringing his skin suit and poodle.
3: Unless he was bringing, like, a wooden stake. I don't see how Buffalo Bill swings this. But I will say Buffalo Bill in the movie has what I think must be recognized as one of the greatest skill sets, which is that he dodges a bullet by, like, making his body into, like, Paper Mario from the side. Yeah. (laughs) And I think he would dodge Dracula once and then just get fucking eaten. Yeah.
1: Well, Dracula is like, stupid powerful in this movie, too.
2: Dracula Mm -hmm. is so strong. Like... Well, yeah. the thing is, like, would Dracula first try to, like, suck the blood out of the skin suit and be like, hang on a minute here. Something. That's is... right. The
1: skin suit would give him an extra epidermis of protection.
2: Yeah. Can
1: Buffalo Bill pull a fast one on him quick enough before he, Dracula realizes his folly?
3: Is this suburbia or is this New York? This is New, New York, York City.
1: City. So lot, lot, lots of onlookers.
3: Not many stakes, though. No, like, na- like if there was a natural stake
2: around. I mean, there are trees.
1: Had they had we rolled the steak factory, then this would have been a <laughs> whole other... Also, one thing to be said, we're presuming that all these fights take place
2: at night. Mm. Oh, okay. We Good had point. to because of the wolf man.
0: Yeah.
1: And Dracula, well, if it... who would burst and... into flames every time that's not night.
3: And Buffalo Bill. Would have night. Vi- he doesn't have his night vision goggles. He does he's not, not have
1: his night. Oh wow. Okay, but it's New York City, so he can still see well if he's yeah, outside.
2: That's right. true. Okay,
1: Buffalo yeah. Bill could get lost in a. Cra- he's he could run away, but that's not going to do th- him much good.
2: I think Buffalo Bill would put up a, a better fight than most, but I think in the end, like Dracula is Dracula, and oh. Buffalo Bill is a weirdo. Absolutely. Hang on.
1: Yeah. Dracula can control hounds. Hounds. Uh, sorry, h- hounds and wolves. Yeah, Buffalo Bill has its he has, his, he has poodle. his poodle. Yeah, so yeah, if he could manipulate the poodle, and that's cl- that's how you beat Buffalo Bill. It's, that, that's how it happens in the movie. I yeah. mean, he could
0: also just bite his neck.
1: But the skin suit. I mean, it's
0: it's Dracula. Yeah, it's,
2: it's Dracula. Okay. It's
0: Dracula. It's Dracula.
1: Okay, next up, number forty. The birds. Oh, here we go.
0: The birds from the movie The Birds.
1: Thirty-nine.
2: Uh thirty-nine is Gregory Anton from Gaslight. Now, I'm upset <laughs> about this particular matchup. As I thought <laughs> Gregory laughing. Anton was gonna go pretty far. <laughs> Me too. He's the world's most persuasive man. Yeah. And Gregory but,
0: Anton, we should say from Gaslight, in case yeah. people have not seen it.
2: But uh it's the birds. And like Gregory Anton at some point would have to like he just doesn't have much.
1: No, he has a very, he, he yeah, he, his his
2: power. He has is a very persuasion. particular skill set, which includes climbing through windows and being convincing.
3: Yeah, much like Liam Neeson, he has a specific set of yeah, skills exactly. that do not make life very difficult for birds.
2: Not listed on the sheet.
1: I did want to redact that Gregory Anton does have his his revolver. If he's an incredibly good shot, he'll take out six of you got the countless six birds. Of birds. Yeah. yeah.
3: Wait, wait, wait. But we should mention real quick. Wait, where is this taking place? At a lakeside summer camp. A lakeside summer camp, which is the name of the summer camp I went to.
0: Oh wow.
3: Um. Yeah. Are there any? No. See, if there was like a window that he could get through, windows are a natural enemy of the birds.
2: Make it through buildings though multiple
3: windows you're right you're right they tunnel
1: through walls um and they also terrorize an oceanside town a lakeside summer camp is like the shitty version
2: of that i think in a lot of ways i don't know about you guys the birds was like the scariest yeah like in quarantine was the most horrifying sort of like the, like, like incalculable, like, lack of understanding of nature and how it yeah. can just sort of, like, completely isolate you.
0: Absolutely. The Birds really freaked me out. Even, like, from when I was a kid watching it, I agree. It's a heavy movie.
1: I think what this boils down to is that our world's most persuasive man is not going to persuade birds to do much of anything.
2: No. The Birds win. Especially since, like, he doesn't have a, a city full of people that he could persuade to protect him.
1: Oh, a right. well, good point. Hmm. But he doesn't you got maybe some cam counselors.
2: Yeah, so he's dead.
0: Yeah, okay. Next.
1: Okay, next up is 24. Jigsaw. Okay, from the Saw franchise, Mm -hmm. but specifically from Saw
3: 1. Yeah. And number
2: 1. Which is Freddy Krueger.
0: So it's Jigsaw and Freddy Krueger in the forest.
3: Well, this is upsetting for me because I'm quite a big Saw fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I don't think that Jigsaw could in three hours find well freddy krueger has to murder jigsaw in his sleep though the thing
2: is i think this has to go to overtime because jigsaw could just stay awake well hang on so first off jigsaw is listed
1: as having his puppet tricycle and tinkerer's tools sure
2: but he okay.
0: only has three hours he
1: does only have three hours freddy krueger has his knife glove uh i imagine this as so we, we've we been discussing everyone as if they're on the material plane okay and that, you know, in Nightmare on Elm Street, Freddy Krueger is brought to the material plane for the last part of the film. Mm-hmm. So he's there, he's got his glove, he can still do everything, but he's, he can get killed.
3: So, see, I was thinking actually that an edge might be if, he's been, okay, so he's been brought to the material plane. Mm-hmm. So then my theory doesn't work. Because if Jigsaw had three hours to sit and think about what he wanted to dream about, He could put. He could dream. (laughs) Dreamed it. Oh wow! Like an a a, a crazy elaborate saw puzzle for which in the first movie it's not super elaborate, but they do get more elaborate. Um, because all he has to do is use his mind, and his mind is incredibly into these bizarre puzzles. And he could dream one of those puzzles and put Freddy Krueger in it.
0: Right.
1: Interesting. If he fell asleep. Freddy Krueger would absolutely jump into his dream.
0: But if he's in the material world, mm-hmm. can he do that? He we couldn't
1: resist jumping into the so dream. So we're not
0: requiring him to stay here. No, I mean,
1: I mean he, he does that. he he's when he gets pulled into his material plane the only thing he's trying to do is get back.
0: Cuz I think if he's here and he has a glove glove knife with all of the things on the end, mm-hmm. and Jigsaw doesn't have a weapon, like he would 100% win. Well,
1: I mean he's he, he does he's he's armed, you know. He's, wearing, he's, got he's a wearing a puppet his...
2: and a tricycle. And right. Popcorn. And
1: his tinkerer's tools, which of course has knives, you know? And Freddy Krueger's a coward.
3: I mean, I think as a chemo patient, his desire to go to bed would overwhelm him. And he would, <laughs> he would fall asleep, pulling Freddy Krueger into the dreamscape where he would create a vicious saw puzzle for Freddy Krueger to solve. Would Freddy Krueger be able to solve the dream puzzle, though?
1: So Freddy Krueger would have all of his dream powers. But that said, it still has to, he has to scare his victim. And I don't think he'd be able to scare Jigsaw.
3: I don't think so either.
1: I think Jakesaw would take this. Simply because he would bring him into the dream, his little dream traps and get him there. That's an excellent, that's, this is like the only opponent where he can possibly build a trap in time.
2: I think it, it really depends on like how quickly he's able to fall asleep.
1: Well, Dan brought up the beautiful point of as a chemo patient, he can fall asleep very easily.
2: Okay, sure.
3: Yeah.
0: Okay, <laughs> so sure.
3: Although I can say from experience that there's plenty of folks who do have go through chemotherapy who have difficulty falling asleep, but his body would be so tired and he's in the woods, I think he would fall asleep.
1: And I, I think that Jigsaw could also distract him with the puppet and tricycle long enough to, to fall asleep <laughs> okay. or to at least hide. Mm-hmm. And then fall asleep.
0: All right, okay. let's give it to Jigsaw.
3: Wow, I talked myself out of a victory because I took Krueger, <laughs> but then <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, it's you made it was an excellent point. Next up is twenty three,
3: uh, Annie
1: Wilkes.
0: Annie Wilkes from Misery.
1: And number three, Michael
2: Myers.
0: And Michael Myers, of course, one of my favorites from Halloween. We're only talking about the original Halloween here today. Mm-hmm. And they are fighting at a lakeside summer camp.
3: Can I just say, there's a lot of like just normal people on this list. Mm -hmm. And Annie Wilkes was given a ton of stuff in her inventory. I believe she has a gun and a sledgehammer. Yeah.
1: She does. Uh, So these are weapons that they demonstrate using in the film. Okay. I almost gave her the shotgun as well.
0: She does use it pretty well.
1: She does. But that said, Michael Myers can tank multiple He, he could take a beating. Jumpers. And he doesn't
0: yeah. die ever.
3: Right. And he does get shot. Quite a bit. Quite a bit.
0: I mean, my vote would be for Michael Myers.
2: I, I don't really see how Annie Wilkes. Nope.
0: Yeah, unless her victim is tied down to her bed, I don't know. Or they're a child. Those are like the two types of victims <laughs> she has.
3: Well, Michael Myers is somewhat a child in that his he has this sense of arrested development. He's been in a mental institution since he was quite young, having killed her sister, his sister. All right, all right. Was thinking, we can give it to Michael Myers.
1: <laughs> okay, Michael Myers?
0: Michael
3: Myers. Michael all right. Myers.
1: Next up, 12. The Invisible Man.
3: Ooh. Huge fan over here. Mm. Yeah.
1: 20. Damien.
0: So we have The Invisible Man versus Damien from The Omen in the forest
1: damien's tool set is he has a uh, he does have his dog his big mm-hmm. scary
0: dog
3: oh, okay oh crap that that will weigh
2: in
1: it will weigh in because otherwise he's just a very unarmed
2: boy i still think it's the invisible man
1: it at first it does seem very clear-cut you have a murdering psychopath that you can't see that loves to stab people
3: and he's hilarious. Yeah. This was the funniest movie we watched. Yeah. <laughs> I laughed so hard when he was just going through town causing mayhem and like he tips the guy's
2: hat off. <laughs> it also, was one of two movies that I found humorous. Yeah.
1: Well, just one fun fact, um, the Invisible Man holds the record for highest bo- highest body count uh, in a single film.
0: Wow. Um,
1: uh, because he derails a train.
0: mm ah it's
1: a bit okay. of a loophole but he still takes it
0: hmm.
3: damien has a dog
0: damien he- has a dog but the the real fucked up stuff that happens in the omen is like not besides him riding the tricycle into his mom like everything else is like the dogs or the nanny or the priest like you know what i mean he he, he himself is not doing a lot of the stuff directly where were oh. they fighting again forest, yeah.
1: the, forest. The, forest. Yeah. The, forest yeah. the forest
3: which is a big problem because the only way to kill Damien is to stab him six times with a bunch of crosses.
0: Yep.
1: With a bunch of crosses, you can't just stab him with a regular. They're like
0: special things from the Vatican, special daggers.
3: That's
1: true. Also
0: well so
3: like I don't know how anybody, unless they're like in Egypt where that guy had those crosses, is gonna be able to kill Damien.
1: I feel like we're, this is kinda getting back to the wolf man. So like, yeah, the only way to kill him forever, where he can never come back. But if you cut his head off and throw him in a pit, he's not coming back in any time soon. Hell, you just stab him in the chest. He's going down for a while. You could pin, you could nail this kid to a tree. Terrible as that is, but
3: yeah. (laughs) (laughs) With what nails though?
1: So that's right. He's in the forest. Does the invisible man hit? No, he's unarmed.
3: Is he just going to whack a kid with a bunch of sticks?
1: He could. He could hit him with a big, big branch.
0: Or a rock. I mean, there's lots of other things in the forest that are heavy.
2: Well, okay, so, like, you could also theoretically suffocate the kid, right? Like, there's nothing, r- right? He's not dead, but you could knock him out and then, yeah, then do some serious damage. You could take out the dog first. Do you think that the Invisible Man could sneak up on Damien despite
3: no, his demon powers? It's not even about the demon powers. The dog would smell Claude Rains.
1: I mean, he would growl he would know somebody's near.
3: You could jump down from a tree or something
0: on top of him.
3: But, I mean, that is a big thing in The Invisible Man, is that dogs,
2: to try and get dogs to track him. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, dogs get him. But they also follow his footprints in the snow. But in the forest, you can...
2: I think that The Invisible Man would, like, once he started approaching and he noticed the dogs, right? It's like, it's not like he's just out on a killing spree. He is specifically trying to take Mm. out this boy and its pet. Do you, so, I mean, he's a pretty calculated guy. Do you think he could do it? I have a question. Does the Invisible Man, do they know about the overtime? Because if if, if he does, then I think the Invisible Man would just wait it out and then be like, I could kill 20 people before I think he child. would win on that.
1: I feel, actually, that's a very good point. I feel that even if they didn't know about that, the Invisible Man would be able to retreat easily if it was starting to go south i don't think the damien's gonna pull a real fast yeah ko in any facet
3: i i think this would inevitably go to overtime because i just think it would and i think claude Reigns having the highest kill count obviously would
2: win yeah and also being an invisible man Do does does the audience know about the overtime rules have we yes. explained that
0: yeah, but maybe it's a good time to remind them. So okay. there is a theoretical three-hour limit, right, on these matches. They would have three hours to to kill each other if nobody dies in that time or we don't think somebody would die in that time. It goes into overtime, which means the two villains would be sort of running through a house full of stupid teenagers. No, like it's,
1: the- it's in the exact environment, Oh, and just a bunch of teenagers show up with flyers for uh-huh. a party that doesn't exist. Got it. So and they're going to s- be approaching the competitors being like, hey, do you know where the party is?
0: Got it. And so then they would just have to kill as many as they could, and whoever killed more would win. It's, so.
1: for, it's first to 20, but, yeah, it's whoever's better better at killing teenagers quickly. Right. So I, I, I agree invisible that... Man. Yeah. Invisible man. Invisible yeah. man. He'd just go yeah,
3: crazy. Yeah, because Damien would have to rise to political power, as is suggested in the film, <laughs> yeah. and then, like, nuke the party. But I, that would take years. I think yeah.
1: Damien, at best, can summon some kind of, like, lightning strike, Maybe. But it's he's in a forest. Maybe a branch could fall, but there's a lot of uh, a lot of ways the Invisible Man can get out of this. I'm I'm gonna give it to the
0: Invisible Man. Same. All right, done.
3: Okay. Oh, Damian did kill that nanny. Okay, fine. We'll give it to. You. <laughs> I, I, I guess I, so.
0: Yeah, at the beginning, you mean?
3: Yeah, and he but kills if... a bunch of people from different continents with just falling objects, but. Yes. He would have to know where the Invisible Man is, so the Invisible Man wins. Also, the Invisible Man can't be caught on photograph, which is a huge clue (laughs) of the people he's able to kill.
1: Also, there's a long wait time between meeting Damien and when he kills people.
3: And I'm also
0: not 100% like, I don't know if, if my interpretation of the movie, maybe this is controversial, but was damien killing those people In my interpretation it was like he was sort of surrounded by this cohort of cohort of like the devil right and mm-hmm. devil people and they were kind of like how ha- like the, they were trying to protect him by taking out people that were a threat to him so in my interpretation that was like the devil and the work of the devil and not necessarily damien himself like he was still being raised to be this p- person and those were his like protective forces
3: Very true. No, I think he's involved a little bit. Like all those dogs attacking them in the graveyard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I think he has his
0: moments, but I think like to your point, like the stuff at the Vatican, I'm not sure if it was like Damien because that would make him omniscient and then he would know where the Invisible Man was.
2: But this is also like it's kind of a one on one fight.
3: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why wouldn't he have killed his dad in the car when he's driving him to the church?
2: Yeah, exactly. If he had
3: that much power. okay. Invisible Man. Invisible Man.
1: Great. Okay, next up, 30.
2: Jennifer Check.
0: Jennifer Check from Jennifer's Body, who I believe Avi is going to have
2: opinions. This is also the movie that I found remo- like sort of humorous.
0: Oh, I love Jennifer's Body.
1: And 13. The Lake
2: Placid Croc.
0: <laughs> and they, so it's Jennifer Check from Jennifer's Body and the Lake Placid Croc in the catacombs.
1: In the catacombs?
2: Okay, oh, how wow. how recently has Jennifer fed?
1: I'm going to say she's strong. She's not, like, withered. Then it's her. Moving on. How?
0: She takes down. She's like, yeah, she would certainly.
2: I just, mean,
1: she could She he, could break its spine. Yeah. She hurt a lot of teenagers, but did you see how big the like Placid croc is? It's, <laughs> it's a fucking catacomb. She has to fight in a tunnel. But
0: the, but the croc could not move easily through the catacomb. Yeah, he'd be stuck, and she would just feast on him.
1: So That's if,
3: true. The croc getting stuck in a helicopter was a big source of why the croc died in the in the film.
1: But if they're they're starting a hundred feet apart, hundred meters apart, presumably facing each other, so you you she'd have to get past a crocodile in
0: a tunnel that takes
2: up the whole tunnel. There's nothing to suggest that these like it's like that she couldn't go around. The croc is immobile.
0: yeah she could find another
2: an alternative she's got she's essentially got three hours to pummel this to find a way to like just get to its back yeah
1: I suppose that even if she couldn't find a way around she just wouldn't approach the crocodile for three hours and then she'd be very good at killing teenagers
2: yeah yeah
0: I think it's Jennifer
2: damn it yep Jennifer
0: All right, we love Jennifer.
2: Did you? Were you really want the croc, or did I you really just thought the crocodile like... was going to go far? I did I, not.
3: I did not think Jennifer Check would go far.
2: I mean, she's a oh, sucker. I she's think strong. she's going to go real
3: far.
0: Yeah, she's so powerful. I don't know why you think that.
2: And she also looks like Megan Fox, which is like a huge advantage on all of the men and some of the women.
1: <laughs> and none of the crocodiles, so it's bullshit <laughs> that she <you take> took it. <laughs> Number four.
2: Number four is uh, Jaws. Oh, here we go.
1: <laughs> 16 Norman
2: Bates
3: <laughs> Wow This is a lucky round for whoever comes away With this one
0: <laughs> We have Jaws Versus Norman Bates in an isolated Farmhouse
3: <laughs> oh, Norman Bates Norman Bates. Norman Norman, Norman, <laughs> in one, Norman had no chance No chance coming into this And here we are an- he's moving on until the farmhouse.
2: All right, next. Damn it. Yep. You also thought Jaws was going to go far. I, didn't I thought he really. was. I
1: mean, I I, I want to switch d tens. We've been rolling this farmhouse consistently.
2: And New York, and yeah, have is, you tested that? Is that D10 it's from you? Prop- that doesn't mean anything.
1: <laughs> A new d ten, please. Okay, next one is twenty two.
2: Twenty two is Pamela Voorhees and she will be fighting 38 Pumpkinhead.
0: Okay, so we have Pamela Voorhees from Friday the 13th versus Pumpkinhead in a suburban neighborhood.
2: Two people
3: very passionate about child death.
2: Yeah. My my instinct is Pumpkinhead. Yeah. I mean yeah. Pumpkinhead
0: yeah, is like a huge yeah, creature.
2: Huge
1: creature that you can knock him down but you can't kill him. He's incredibly strong,
2: very fast. For for as insane as Pamela Voorhees' son eventually becomes as the franchise goes on, she is just some lady. She is just right. some lady, yes.
3: I, I I do want to throw something out here, which is I but since this is a quick round. Yes. Now Pumpkinhead has murdered Pamela Voorhees. hmm Does he have Pamela Voorhees' sweater? Has he kept it? knowing there's a possibility he may at some point have to fight her son and he can throw, Pumpkinhead could put the sweater on, <laughs> making the son think that he's Pamela Voorhees.
2: I'll allow them to take trophies. Yeah, he's se- because he's because he's seen Friday the 13th.
3: Yes. Right. So he knows that the son could be coming next. Yeah.
1: I mean, it doesn't really seem like something he would do. Yeah. But well, where is this taking place?
2: A uh, suburban, suburban neighborhood.
1: neighborhood suburban neighborhood if they fight in the suburban neighborhood we'll say the bodies are still there
3: i just think having okay that's fair i just think <laughs> having that is a huge leg up for whoever f- would fight what's his face Why i think we'll him just him? see if
2: somebody fights jason Voorhees in the suburban neighborhood is really what it boils down to
3: okay i agree yeah, jason okay okay a lot of people are dying in the
2: suburban neighborhood I like the idea that the corpses just remain as the tournament progresses.
1: (laughs) Okay, 21. 21 is Jack Torrance. Okay, and Jack will be fighting
2: 18. 18 is the Creeper.
0: Okay, so we have Jack Torrance from The Shining Mm -hmm. fighting the Creeper from Jeepers Creepers in a space station.
3: Oh. (laughs) Wow,
1: okay. Jack definitely gets some kind of advantage for being trapped in a closed space with his victim. That said... It's his, the Creeper. His victim is an immortal Wendigo-type creature.
3: I mean, it's the Creeper. <laughs> yeah. is, there's it's no the debate on it. How the Creeper and Jack Torrance got up to a space station, I don't know,
1: but... Stay stay tuned to find out. Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's got to be the Creeper. He's, it's like crazy, strong cr- monster versus dangerous regular man
2: yeah yeah i mean i i had high hopes for jack but (laughs) alas i think that he would put up a good fight because he theoretically is capable of understanding what a space station is
0: yeah
1: yeah that's true i
2: don't i don't think in it it, he lasts three hours okay well no but then the creeper would take out the children in the
1: yeah, all, all the children that show up to the space the station, station looking for the party. house party. Yeah, okay, fuck it, yeah, moving, moving <laughs> he, he on. He kills the teenagers left and
3: right. Yeah, yeah. it's the creeper. Okay,
1: <laughs> Next. I
3: love the idea of
2: teenagers showing up at a space station <laughs> looking for a house party.
1: I mean, yeah, it's a kegger. Uh, 14.
2: 14 is Hannibal.
1: And against 25. Samara. Samara, interesting.
0: Okay, so we have Hannibal Lecter from Silence of the Lambs versus Samara from The Ring, in an isolated farmhouse.
1: Good old isolated farmhouse. Oh, um, some we have some. Uh,
3: we have rules for Samara.
1: Well, we have some tools. Or sorry, we have some equipment. Samara has a TV, a VCR, and a VHS tape. Oh, Hannibal is unarmed.
2: Now, see, I'm gonna posit something. Uh, I think a little bit unorthodox here. Mm-hmm. Which is, I think that they would sort of team up. <laughs> <laughs> because what Hannibal Lecter is interested in is delicacy. The delicacy of human flesh. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Now, I don't think that weird, creepy ghost flesh is like particularly high. Plus, he's probably already had it. It's also soggy. Yeah, I think that... More, more specifically, he would, and he's also quite charming. Be mm-hmm. like, okay, look. If we wait it out for three hours, mm-hmm. there are going to be a bunch of children that show up here, and I'll get to eat some of them. Right, and, and and so tomorrow like, we'll uh, Right, I will be able to. Like, I am quite charming. I can convince all of these children to watch your videotape. I mean.
3: I think no matter what, this goes to Samara, even if it went to overtime, which I think Hannibal could, could do by being a therapist, which is really what Samara was in need of due to all the childhood trauma <laughs> yeah. and her bizarre love of the avant-garde film. Yeah, I think Hannibal at best could convince her to let there be a party so that somebody might make a copy of the tape. But Hannibal Lecter has no way of making a copy of the tape.
2: I I also think that like... As long as he could feast on the delicacy of teenage flesh, I don't think he like he gets to walk away after the tiebreaker. So he throws the fight.
1: Mhm.
0: Yeah. I agree.
1: Well, also um I think Samara kills with fear. Like everyone all of her victims, it happens 7 days later, they're scared to death. That's half the reason why it waits so long and then they like are like petrified in fear. I don't think that would happen to Hannibal. Right. He's just too much of a psychopath.
2: Well, he's he's also going into it. He understands, right? It's like part of the. Also,
1: she can only kill people if they watch the videotape,
2: right? So he has to watch
3: the videotape and wait seven days, during which point they throw a house party. She wins.
0: Yeah, Samara definitely wins. Uh, Actually, wait, hold
3: on, hold on, hold on, hold on.
0: Okay, sorry, sorry.
3: (laughs) She he watches the video, right? I don't think so. He doesn't. He doesn't sit through it. No, or, it just doesn't look...
1: Or he could yeah. voluntarily watch the video knowing all of the rules because he's so goddamn smart. And then... wait, And then it would just go into overtime. Yeah. And then right, he would easily kill 20 people before right. she would because she has to wait freaking seven
0: days. Okay, all right. So yeah. are we giving See, it to
2: Hannibal then? That's my vote. Yeah, I think I've okay. been I think I've it does convinced. go to Hannibal.
3: And Samar... Because like, Samar is immortal, really. Yep. There's nothing you can do to kill her. But... She has to wait seven days. So she's inherently hamstrung by the context that we've thrown this game together.
1: <laughs> He's also smart enough to try destroying the videotape, mm. which might work, the, might not. But no, it could, if it? you destroy the bit, it bi- doesn't the, work. It doesn't.
0: No. no. People do that in the movie like all the time. Yeah. It doesn't work.
1: But there's copies of the tape. Oh, the because
3: they can't. make them and well, that's what you You
0: think all the cat. copies are, are with them? Well, that would at least
1: remove her from the farmhouse. And by Battlefield Removal, which is one of the criteria for victory, she'd be he'd win.
3: See, I think that Samara really just is trying to promote independent films. <laughs> and she, she thinks that by making okay, copies I'm, of this. We're
0: going to give it to Hannibal.
3: Great.
1: Giving it to I
2: I, I, I feel really weird about, like, I, I created this weird scenario for her to win, and it then meant he won.
1: <laughs> well, yeah. I, mean, I agree. You made a very convincing argument.
3: But the weird scenario, like, if Samara just showed up, like, as a little girl or as, like, sentient water, I don't know. Like, I don't think she kills Hannibal either. Yeah. Okay.
2: We got to move on.
1: Okay. So that is the very last one uh, on the bracket of matches with with um all new people.
0: So how it's going to work now, just because the way bracketing works is a little funky when you have 40 is that people will now, we've kind of finished what we would say is round one. Is that right?
1: We're about halfway through
0: about halfway through. So as we go through the second half, there may be new people that are introduced in that kind of haven't had a chance yet, but that's just because we have so many teams or so many contestants, if you will. So I think we're going to call part one over now and then pick up part two for the big finale. Yes, indeed. I have to say, I am anticipating the second half of this i feel like it's going to be a marathon of of an episode
1: i think i mean honestly that went a lot quicker than i it expected did, which
0: makes me nervous because i think as we progress and we're left with only the strongest monsters and villains the debate is going to be much more no no <laughs> drawn I, out.
1: I think uh, okay i think strength aside mm-hmm. the most important thing is we're going to be left with our favorites
0: yeah We'll, so we'll all have personal ties to exactly
1: that. and you know we're doing our best to not be biased and honestly I think we're doing a pretty good job mm-hmm. but we're always gonna lobby harder for the ones that deep down in our hearts we want to win Totally
0: yeah so that's
1: the human condition folks
0: absolutely so tune in on Thursday to listen to part two where we will figure out who who is the victor out of all of these 40 different horror villains.
1: Or if you're listening to this down the road, just hit next episode and you can listen to it right now.
0: Yeah. No wait for you at all. Lucky you. You get to binge listen. Look at you. Thank you. And please binge listen to all of our episodes.
1: Yeah. Go back and listen to um, Wendigo.
0: Yeah. That's a good one. It is a that's good a one. one. D-
1: Skip man with an X. I mean, yeah. no, I'm sorry. It's not bad. We just hadn't found our group We've yet.
0: evolved a lot since then. It's
1: changed quite a bit. Yeah. I'm actually in on the show now.
0: You were always on the show. I did
1: not not in the first one. I was always here. Oh. I didn't say anything. Oh, I don't remember. You, know, that. you didn't let me talk back then. That's not true. Yeah, I'm you sure the, I wanted you to. You had the little squirt gun that you'd shoot me every time <laughs> I got on the furniture.
0: <laughs> uh, okay. The good old days. This month is really important to us. Not only is it monster month. Is it Halloween? Is it October? You know, we all need to be wearing masks. We all need to be voting. We have all of this stuff going on right now. So on top of all of that. It is also leading up to Halloween, right? Halloween this year is on a Saturday. Halloween is on a full moon. And Halloween is also going to bring in our 50th episode and our one year anniversary as a podcast. So in honor of that, we're doing a really special radio drama for you, which has been in the works for three or four months. So please uh, you know, look forward to not only the awesome episodes we have coming now in between then, but... Stay tuned for an extra special and extra spooky episode on Halloween. And in other news, I suppose this is the first time I will be saying this on the podcast, but I wrote a book and you can find it on Amazon. It's called Horror Stories by Abby Branker. I know that Amazon sucks. I agree with you there, but it is the only affordable way to, to publish content in this way. And so it is what it is. But you can get an ebook version, you can get a paperback version, and, and 50% of the proceeds are being donated to the Marsha P. Johnson Institute. So that's an organization that's doing a lot of great work for Black trans folks.
1: Also, speaking about anniversaries, happy <laughs> one year anniversary to Becky and Steve Fiore.
0: Oh, yeah. Happy one year anniversary to them. My sister and her husband got married a year ago yesterday. Your brother-in-law. My brother-in-law, Steve. And it was a really magical day, and we love them a lot, and happy anniversary. We love you guys.
1: So special wishes to Becky, Steve,
0: and Molly. And Molly. And actually, speaking of family announcements, I also would like to say happy birthday to Jennifer Branker. It was a few days ago now, but... Jennifer Branker is a fan of the podcast. She is my cousin's wife. We love Jennifer a lot. We're huge fans of Jennifer. She does really, really awesome work. And times are hard right now for everybody, but especially people people working in the medical industry. And so, you know, a big shout out to all the nurses and the teachers and, you know, the essential workers right now because times are tough and we really appreciate you. And happy birthday. Thanks, Jennifer. Thanks, Jennifer. All right. Well, thank you guys again so much for listening look forward to part two coming out in a few days and until then i think you have some horror movies to watch dan avi thank you both so much for joining and we will see you again in a few days yeah
3: all right excellent bye bye guys
0: bye if you want to support the show and help us continue to bring you higher quality episodes consider joining our patreon you'll get access to bonus videos get our quarterly horror magazine automatically And you'll be able to join our monthly group horror screenings on Netflix party. Plus, receive fun surprises in the mail.
1: The Netflix party is a lot of fun.
0: You've been enjoying it?
1: Immensely. The best part is, among all the Patreons, there's this big voting process. Yes. So everyone gets a say in what you watch. Mm -hmm. You know, it's always fun when you have a horse in the race. Mm -hmm. And then when you finally get there, being able to live chat with everybody else during the movie, especially when you're watching some kind of horror movie that you really don't want to be watching all by yourself yeah. it just makes it so much fun and you watch a lot of great movies
0: yeah I really have been enjoying that I think we'll continue that forever it's been great that's great we are so appreciative of the Patreon community and all of the wonderful listeners and friends who help fund this project click the link in the description of this episode for more info Thanks for listening. If you'd like some bonus content, consider supporting us on Patreon to access our patron-exclusive podcast, Horror Movie Club.
1: Also head to lunaticsproject.com to check out our spooky merch and apparel.
0: You can find us at Lunatics Project on Twitter and TikTok, and The Lunatics Project on Instagram and YouTube, where you'll find our short horror films, cemetery tours, and so much more.
1: And please rate and review. A little feedback goes a long way to help us grow and get more content out there.
0: Our cover art is by Pilar Kep. And musical bumpers are by Michaela Papa and Jordan Moser.